You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. For the next hour, you're listening to the Classic Auto Mall show and podcast. Broadcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio in Morgantown, Pennsylvania. Classic Auto Mall is a world-class facility conveniently located just an hour west of Philadelphia and houses 600 classic cars for sale and 300 barn finds on display. Be sure to check out more at ClassicAutoMall.com. Now on to the show with our host, President of Classic Auto Mall, Stuart Howden. And good morning, Steve. Good morning. Well, Ethan's not with us today, but good morning, Steve. We'll say good morning to Ethan. Good morning. Even though he's not here. You're wearing a few hats today. Right? I am. <laughs> Running around. Classic automobile hat being of one. That's quality hat. Uh, qual- quality, we don't buy, quality hat. We talk about this. We don't buy crap. We, we buy, buy good junk. hats. We don't buy junky hats. We buy and you can buy stuff if you come to Classic Automobile. We have a little little swag uh, display here. You can buy a hat and Absolutely. shirts. Absolutely. Shirts, denim shirts or T-shirts or polo shirts or whatever else we happen to have we get some nice stuff though we are the guy kent windham who does our embroidery is amazing i mean Mm -hmm. the level of what he does on on the embroidery everybody else that we took it to before we found him we're like oh that's uh that's a little too complicated for us we don't think we can do all that stitching where is he located um i don't know i mean is he local yeah local guy yeah yeah local within the pennsylvania yeah pennsylvania people say names of towns and i go yeah right sure Elverson. Elverson. Now, I do know where Elverson. I do know where Honeybrook is. I do know where a lot of things are, but some things escape me, even though I've heard them a hundred times. So, sorry if I get your thing wrong when I read out your name of where you bought a car from. Right. Which is probably what we should do now. Really? Yeah. Big week. Big week to finish off the uh, year. Um, We had a fantastic March, uh, which is great. And, and January and February were great too. So, I mean, we've had three really solid months after three kind of okay months ending last year. So we're happy for that. And, uh, where we sold cars this week? How about Woodbury, New Jersey, Addison, New York, Moton, Pennsylvania, Elverson, Pennsylvania. I know where Elverson is. Hampton, New Hampshire, Pottstown, Pennsylvania, Minersville, Pennsylvania, Mont Bellevue, Texas. Rensselaer, New York, Manassas, Virginia, Long Beach, California, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, Owlshead, Maine, Sewickley, Pennsylvania, Sandia Park, New Mexico, Elizabethtown, Pennsylvania, Jackson, Mississippi, Phoenix, Maryland, Williamsburg, Virginia, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and Groveport, Ohio. Hmm. So that's two, four, six, eight, nine, eleven states. States. On average, how how long does it take? For people to set up shipping and for a car to, to get delivered, like, especially the out of state ones, like, do they sit here for weeks or like they- a year? <laughs> no, it, it depends. I mean, it depends on the route. Like, mm. if you're going to Bismarck, North Dakota, it yeah. might be a couple of three weeks mm-hmm. because there's not a lot of traffic going that way. If you're going to down I 95 to uh, Jacksonville, Florida, we can probably get it picked up tomorrow you mm-hmm. know, literally uh, mm-hmm. but but on average i would guess they stay here for about a week to 10 days because you got to understand if you buy a car from us if you agree to buy a car from us we can't call the shipper until we have clear funds and it's ready to go out the door and you say well why don't you just call them ahead we don't because they don't like to put it on their schedule until they know for sure that the vehicle is funded and paid for fully so if you give me a check that takes five business days to clear right. Then you've got to wait. We've got to wait to call the shipper until the check is clear. Because if if I call the shipper today, and he says, "Well, I can pick it up tomorrow." Well, we're we're not ready for it to be picked up tomorrow. We want it to be picked up five days from now. Oh, well, then call me in five days. So, so the but does the buyer pick the shipper? 
we can help with shipping. We have a mm-hmm. transportation department. Bill Borneman, who works for us, mm-hmm. uh, handles all the transportation. So they can, if they choose to use us, then we will help them make the arrangements I for see. the shipping. A lot of people already have a shipper, mm-hmm. have a buddy. Funny you should mention all this because we're, I, my article I wrote for the Speedster that just came out yesterday, the AACA, uh, online, uh, emailed newsletter was, you bought it. Now how do you get it home? Okay. <laughs> so we'll right. talk about that in a minute, Good. but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's something that we provide as a service and we tack a little service fee on top of it for us because it's time and effort sure. and all that. And we're happy to do it. We're happy for you to get your own shipper if you like. Um, but if you do, uh, certainly pay attention to the details and, uh, we'll get into that a little bit more here in just a minute. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and don't forget, um, if you want to find out what's going on here at Classic Auto Mall, um, sign up for our newsletter. Go to our website, classicautomall.com. And there's a sign up for our newsletter button and you push that and put in your name and add or not just name and email address. Right. And uh, once a month we send an email and the only time you'd get more than one a month is if we had something really special to announce. And, and so far it's just been one a month. I think one time when we had to close for a weather or something, we sent out an email, but for the most part, we just send one a month. So don't, you know, we don't overload you. So. But it's funny. I see people that unsubscribe to our newsletter and get too many emails from me. I'm sure. thinking there are companies I get four and five a day from. Exactly. You know, so I don't do that. So sometimes but, you just go in and cold, you just filter everything mm-hmm. because it, you're getting so many emails. You just right. want to dump the junk and, and the indiscriminately. And well, and, and nowadays, if you get something that's a spam, you're afraid if you click unsubscribe, mm-hmm. you're clicking into some kind of vortex that you'll never get that's out true. of. That's true. You know, then that's I always whole- think like, am I getting on another list by hitting unsubscribe? <laughs> right. Exactly. You have to be careful too, because it says which of these, which features in this web, you want right. to, if you don't hit them all, then you're yeah. still on the list. You're still on the list. Yeah. And there are certain things that I love to get, um, that I love to see. And then I, I wait anxiously for every day or every week or whatever it is, uh, I like the newspaper ones that show you the headlines of the newspaper and then you can kind of pick and choose what you want to read. Although there's been a lot of single sided news today being uh, April 1st, April, April Fools. It is April Fools day. So we haven't fooled anybody. Rainy yet. April Fools yeah, day. Rainy. It's a beautiful soggy day. Oh. And there's, there's a Ford uh, Ranchero. Ranchero. Yeah. With a hood ajar. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little. I wonder air. why. Or it's got a jump box under the hood. I was reading, um, not consumer report, uh, popular mechanics, you know, Ethan collects old <laughs> magazines and he got one for, for, from 1950, from wow. 1950. So he, over here at this, uh, we have a little antique store right. in Morgantown. It's right. great. And they have right. old magazines and it's amazing how, how aggressive the ads were. Right. Even in 1950. So sure. I'm, I'm thinking of like the internet ads and trying to get your business and sending you emails every other day and or every day. And it was the same way in 1950. It was just a different, it was yeah. like a print medium. Exactly. And it's still like a little, it's like not trying to rip you off, but just like really aggressive sales. Right. Stuff. Right. Yeah. You must have this. Yeah. You exactly, must, exactly. If you don't have this, then you're, you know, whatever. Right. You know, and it's funny because it is true. It's the more things change, the more things stay the same. Mm-hmm. We always jokingly say about Sears. Sears was a mail order company that was put out of business by uh, Amazon, which is another mail order company, mm-hmm. you know, in, in <laughs> essence, it was just a different model. Wow. Had Sears not, you know, uh, acqu- had they not decided if they had decided to go in the online direction, mm. they would have been Amazon maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Well, you, know? you can't even get somebody in the store, let alone somebody <laughs> um, to mail you something. Although as we discuss, is that rain? Yeah. Although as we just, hey, if you can hear that, that's how hard it's raining yeah. on our flat tin we roof. We can hear it. We have, oh wow. wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> hope my windows are up. Oh, God. On I, all six cars. That, yeah, that's a horrible <laughs> feeling when you've got a car outside and you uh-huh. go, hmm, I wonder if I, the sunroof, I left the sunroof open of my wife's car one time <laughs> and, and, and it rained all night oh, and the car gosh. was just almost ruined. Yeah. It really was. It was Water's not good inside. It, it was very moldy smelling for a long, long Oof, time. You know? down. And every time, of course, she got in it, she was reminded of my stupidity. Because it smells a little mildew. Yeah, it was very, I was like, no, it's, it's all good, you know, <laughs> spraying Lysol as much as I could. So, uh, anyway, talking about computers, if anybody knows anything about Excel. Yes. I need help. Okay. I need help because my, one of my programs on my, um, gazillion spreadsheets that I do for this business yeah. won't, aver- won't, a- won't follow the formula. So if mm-hmm. I say, I need it to add up line one, two, three, four, five, and six and give me the sum. And then when you add, change a number in there, it would change the total. sum. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not doing that. Mm. It's not. And then if I, uh, uh, go back and, and delete it and then go back again, then it's there. Then it, uh, so now I'm always second guessing everything that I do. So mm-hmm. if anybody knows anything about Excel, yes, podcast at classicautomom.com. I need some help. So it's got to be an IT guy in, in Morgantown somewhere <laughs> that understands this. So, or it doesn't have to be in Morgantown. You can just, right. you know, I'll remotely let you get into my computer. If you, <laughs> Oh, if you prove to me that you're, <laughs> I don't know about that. You're not going to do any damage or harm to my computer. So 920 cars in inventory, which I believe was the exact same number as last week. Pretty close. Yeah. yeah it was close to that mm-hmm. I, because, and the reason that it sometimes stays the same is because sometimes we take in, uh, consign as many cars as we sell or we sell or we consign more than we sell or right. we sell more than we consign. So that's where the number fluctuates a little bit. And sometimes people take their car out. Like I had a guy the other day who, um, was curious why his car hadn't sold. And we'd come to the determination that, uh, uh, there had been, there's a couple of issues with the car that needed to be repaired. So he decided to take it out mm-hmm. and fix those and then he'll bring it back and then we'll, we'll give it another shot because some certain things are, are kind of, insurmountable you know you can't overcome with people they just need to be fixed and Mm -hmm. you know usually it's something to do with safety like the brakes or something like that as well too so you know we always recommend that that the car operates properly and will stop and go uh beyond that cosmetic stuff it's kind of a crapshoot on whether it's worth it to spend the money or just discount the car enough to to make it uh, attractive to somebody. So, uh, but anyway, so that's why those numbers can actually stay the same uh, from week to week. But you know, nine hundred and twenty is plenty. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of cars. I'm not complaining that we don't have enough. It if, does look a little more roomier in here after some of the yeah. antiques have been moved out. Yeah, we've moved forty of our barn find. My partner's barn finds are gone, so forty are out of here with another fifty to go. And then we're going to get more aggressive on the ones that are still here. I'm talking about barn finds that have been here. Mm-hmm. Since since we open that have never been for sale. So if you've had your eye on something here uh, that was never offered for sale and you've seen in here and coming, reach out to us because it may be uh, yeah the Etzel, next the Etzel's in, online yeah That's pretty next cool. in the pipeline. A couple of the Pierce Arrows mm-hmm. that we have are on online now. Now, granted, these aren't uh, Pierce Arrow V16 Roadsters, right. but they are you know four door sedan straight eight cars, but still pretty rare. Mm-hmm. You know, somewhat desirable. We always say rare and desirable is two different animals. Right. Just because they only made a one of something didn't mean anything. <laughs> right. That's true. So, uh, but some of the new inventory we got in this week, uh, was the 63 Triumph TR4 Cabriolet. What a really cool car. It's red, mm-hmm. signal red over black. And is it Triumph or Triumph or Triumph? 
Triumph. Triumph. <laughs> triumph, like Triumph the dog. Right. You know, that, but, but it's funny. It's one of, that's one of those ones that you can hear people mispronounce, you know, all the time. I'm still stuck on Jaguar, Jaguar. Jaguar, as Jackie Stewart says. They said, the British say yeah, Jaguar. Jaguar. No, I can't do that. And Jackie Stewart also says Acura for Acura. <laughs> and then if you just want to be a hillbilly like you and call yeah. Hyundai Honda. Yeah. And, Honda. And what was the other one last week? Uh, uh, uh. Oh, Toyota, 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 Toyota. The guy's never doing business with us because <laughs> right. you said Toyota. So oh, I you can't did, believe you remember that. I, you know, I have a brain. Trust like me, a, he, he probably wasn't going to do business <laughs> anyway. Probably a fourteen-year-old. I have a brain. I mean, I have a memory like one of those yeah. gray things with a long nose. You know? <laughs> oh yeah, you're like an elephant. Right? <laughs> That's funny. So you did. I know. I'm hilarious. Um, so you did a TikTok live event last Tuesday after we did our show, and the numbers were staggering. Yeah, we. I mean, on a. I just for the S and G's, I just uh, went live on a Tuesday afternoon, and all you people working at your desk and looking for something <laughs> to do apparently found it interesting. So forty thousand people stopped in to say, "What's going on at Classic Auto Mall?" And yeah. It's nice too because there are not a lot of people walking around and had the run of the place. And yeah, it was a quiet day for us on Tuesday. Sometimes they can't mm-hmm. be. What's interesting about it is that TikTok is perceived as the younger generation crowd. Yeah. However, 43% of the 40,300 people that viewed it were 55 plus. I, I was surprised by that number. Yeah, I'm very surprised. Yeah. yeah. Although, you know, the older you get, 55 doesn't seem that old. And I guess on a Tuesday afternoon, that's who's si- Could be upper retired people. Uh, retired or executives. Yeah. You know, we used to have, uh, you know, debates on when to end cars on eBay. Like what, what day to start oh, right. an hour so it would end. So mm-hmm. you do it in the evening when, you know, uh, all the guys are home from work mm-hmm. or you do it. If it's a high dollar car, you can do it during the day because a guy who's in that category is able to get on his computer and check emails and all that. Right. Uh, yep. more personal stuff they can do during the day than the guy working on the factory floor. If mm-hmm. you will. So, uh, when we return, we'll finish out the uh, new inventory that we received this, this, uh, recently and, uh, talk about some other things that are interesting and hopefully it'll quit raining. So we, doesn't sound like we're in a bomb shelter here with the classic auto mall podcast we'll return in just a minute see you since the 1960s jc taylor has been america's premier specialty insurance provider for classic cars antique autos modified and custom vehicles our customers have trusted us to protect their prized possessions for more than six decades for more information or to receive a quote contact our expert team today by calling 888-ANTIQUE or by visiting our website at jctaylor.com slash awr. That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the Classic Auto Mall studio on, on a beautiful, rainy, cloudy, overcast, foggy, windy. April showers. <laughs> April showers. May the, uh, April the 1st. This is show number... What is it? Show number 81, 82. 82. Show number 82 that we're doing. So we're all pros at this. That's it. Yeah. We, we seem to think we're, we're like click and clack. Yeah. We're clacking. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 
So, but you know what? It's fun to do. I've enjoyed doing it. And, um, I think that you need a break from all those, nice, all those spreadsheets. Yeah, it's nice to get a break and those non-working spreadsheets. So again, any Excel, uh, junkies out there, call me and let me know. So, uh, the new inventory, the 63 Triumph TR4, mm-hmm. uh, signal red over black, thousand miles since fully restored, garage kept. All the restoration receipts and photos, which is so nice. Don't forget to save all that mm-hmm. stuff when you restore your car and take pictures and document it. And the reason is, is that you want to document it is because you might forget the way something went back together, you know. So, uh, if you take lots of pictures and, and really follow the process, uh, then not only do you have a nice record of the build, but if something doesn't seem to go back into place like it should, you've got a way to go back and check it. So uh, it's important to do that. But not everybody does that. Not everybody's good at keeping records and receipts mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But any paperwork that that if you bought the car new, anything that came with it that's paper or written or extras, keep them. Keep them in a place where you know where they are, where you can get to them when it's time to sell the car. Make sure and keep that stuff. Anything when you time you buy a car, keep every piece of paper that comes with it. Don't throw anything away because there's a lot of invaluable information in there. And there's stuff that uh, can be important to the history of the car. And when it comes time for somebody else to restore it or, you know, whatever they may do or to sell it. Um, but it's always nice to, you know, nothing worse than not knowing the answer to a question about a car. And, and we get that from time to time because we sell a lot of cars that are from estates and, and, and people that have passed away. And therefore they don't always know, you know, the, the family doesn't always know the history of the car. So if you keep all that paperwork, it makes everybody's life when you're gone, much better. So sometimes we get box loads of papers. <laughs> sometimes we get too much papers or too many trophies. Yeah, copies and copies. Uh, yeah, and copies of you know a thousand receipts. But I'll take that any day over nothing. Yeah, and no information and not even knowing what size the engine is or what the tranny is or mm-hmm. or when it was rebuilt or if it was ever rebuilt or if it's original miles or not. Because you know part of the problem with original miles on cars is once a car gets over ten years old, a lot of a lot of states will just mark them exempt. They'll just say, nope, that's just, that's over 10 years old. The mileage doesn't matter. It's exempt. Well, it does matter. Mm-hmm. If it's low, if it's 5,000 original miles and they mark it exempt, there went the value of the car. Because mm-hmm. the values in the mileage in late model cars, folks, I'm just here to tell you that. I think I've told you that before and I'm going to continue to tell you that. That's where the value of that stuff is. So keep all the documentation. Uh, another piece of new inventory, uh, 1986 Rolls Royce Cornichi. Yep. Corniche convertible, mm-hmm. uh, black over ivory, 27,000 original miles. They're not driven. They're not as driven. daily drivers, no. generally speaking. It's usually a fifth or sixth car for somebody. Yeah. I mean, if you've got a Rolls Royce Corniche convertible, you probably don't have one car. <laughs> you know? it's your Sunday driver. Yeah. Uh, garage cap, 6.75 liter V8. Uh, and as Peter likes to say, richly appointed interior. The most richly appointed. Yeah. One of yeah, them. Yeah. Incredible. You won't find anything more richly appointed than a, than a Rolls Royce Corniche and near flawless paint. <laughs> miles deep, near miles flawless. deep, near flawless. Because you know, you don't like to say flawless because I guarantee if you tell me something's flawless, I'm going to find a flaw. Yeah. I will promise you I'll find a flaw. And the, and the good news is, is that if you're looking at it under fluorescent lights, mm-hmm. you will certainly see any of the flaws. That's the boon and the bane of this. It's a beauty say. though. That's yeah. A, it really a is car. a beautiful car. Mm-hmm. And that black, uh, on that car is probably the best color. For, I don't know. White's pretty good mm-hmm. or, or a cream. The color cream is, one yeah. is 
pretty elegant looking, but, uh, but certainly the black is, is way up there. Mm-hmm. Um, another new inventory, uh, 2007 Chevrolet Corvette Z06 Coupe, victory red over ebony, 15,000 garage kept miles, seven liter, 505 horsepower VA. That's a lot of car for the money. It is. That's a whole lot of car. Two owners. It's got the uh, paint protective film mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, on the exterior and all the service receipts. But but I mean the performance of that car is pretty amazing. And and the price wise, it's it's cheap compared to its European brothers. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a supercar. It for really is bargain basement. Yeah, it really is. And then of course, and it's fast. Five hundred five so, yeah. horsepower is not nothing. They're outrageously yeah, fast. Yeah, a lot of fun to drive. Well balanced, um, you know, easy to drive. As and just well, be too. careful leaving cars and coffee because that's all the rage of disease. Somebody wrecked a ZR1 this week. I see it every time these guys, how do they lose control? I don't, day? when you, when it lets go, it lets go and there's nothing you can do. No, so be careful and don't on. show off and just, yeah. just coast out of cars and coffee. And there's one guy, I, is it the Lehigh? No, it was somebody else, uh, based on the ZR1. He had done a video. Oh, it was in Florida. Right. He did a video a couple of weeks ago. For this cars and coffee and said, listen, don't, I'm getting sick of this. I, I'm getting, I, this is hard to put together. Right. And if you ruin it by doing a burnout on the way out of here, then right. we're not going to be able to do it anymore. Right. You know, so don't and, do it. and especially if there's really tall curbs. Yeah. And they're usually, usually <laughs> yeah, that's is. Usually where just you resist the urge. Just smack that tire. You don't have wheel. to hear your exhaust. We know it's fast. You could just rev it up in the parking lot yeah. without, you know, in neutral. Yeah. You know, we can <laughs> hear put on your brake, yeah. on the brake. <laughs> out of gear. Out of gear. Make sure that it's out of gear. You don't want to, but it's amazing how people just lose it in seemingly mm-hmm. dry conditions. Dry. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like they're really going that fast. And then all of a sudden it's just like the thing just starts going sideways. It does. It's like it's on ice all of a sudden. I don't know. I, I got to question the ability. I, I it's true. That's what it's, that's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Exactly. It's skill level. Well, and, and there's so much more. I mean, if you think about it, we, we talk about this. When we were growing up, the most horsepower of a Corvette was like mm-hmm. 220 yeah. or 180 in a mm-hmm. Trans Am. I right. mean, you know, that wasn't nearly, I mean, uh, nowadays, uh, you know, a Hyundai, <laughs> yeah, whatever <clears throat> has got that kind of power. There's a more. new, uh, Toyota. There's a new Toyota, the GR. Toyota, you mean? It's three Toyota. cylinders, 300. I saw one the other day. Three cylinders. Three cylinders, 300 horsepower. Wow. Anytime you want to say Toyota, just look at me and give me a wink. I'll, I'll say <laughs> Toyota for you. Toyota. <laughs> Toyota. It's weird. It's, I know. It's, uh, but you got to get it right or otherwise we're going to get. <laughs> going to lose business. We're going to lose business over your mispronunciation. All right. Anyway, uh, how about the 91 Volkswagen Vanagon Multivan? Bordeaux red. That's the dark red. That's the dark and maroon. Yeah. More, it's like red wine. Yeah. Bordeaux is a, is a red I see. wine. So hence the name. Rust free exterior, pop up canvas top. Uh, really cool. A 2.1 liter four cylinder. So, you know, it ain't getting out of many things way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It probably won't do a burnout out of the cars and coffee <laughs> and go sideways into the curb. They are cool to see at car shows. I love yeah. seeing those things. Uh, the little four-cylinder, though, apparently is enough to get it on down the road. So, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You, you People who like those kind of vehicles like that high gas mileage. Mm-hmm. They like the, the ability that sure. they're leaving less of a footprint on Earth. So. Yeah, good for them. If you make it to the park, you, you've got you get good, good gas mileage. Exactly. No, it's a good, it's a good car, good running one too. And they're fun to drive, and they're cool. They're very neat cars. They're they're neat and and fun to own and fun to hang out in and to go camping in and hang out mm-hmm. with your significant other. So sure. Uh, also got a seventy seven two eighty Z Datsun, blue metallic over white and black, seventy four thousand actual miles. 
it's a survivor, basically. I mean, it's basically as it came from the factory. Very little uh, recent brake work and things like that. But a five-speed manual, 2.8 liter inline six, which is not – it didn't have a lot of power. I don't think the horsepower is probably – 160 or something like that. Yeah, One, probably. Yeah, yeah somewhere Def- in that definitely range. Definitely sub 200. Yeah, sub 200, but fun to drive. They mm-hmm. were. Oh, yeah. Even back in the day. And, and you got to remember, 1977 was not the pinnacle of horsepower for cars. <laughs> That's right. Uh, again, you could go back to the Corvette, probably had 165 mm-hmm. in 77 or 170. Yep. Maybe. All the smog. All the smog and, and, and all that stuff. So, but it's oh, a cool uh, little sporty car and they, yeah. people are looking for them. Yeah. They seem to be very, very popular. Mm-hmm. And listen, even we're getting nowadays, even with toys and hobby cars, People are a little bit concerned about fuel mileage, even with that stuff. Used to be that that didn't matter what gas prices were because you weren't going to drive your classic car that much. Mm-hmm. But when they get over three and four dollars a gallon, and you got a car that gets eight or ten miles to the gallon, and the local cruise in mm-hmm. is forty or fifty miles away, right. and so that's ninety miles in a day, and that's ten gallons of gas, and that's forty dollars. It's going all of a sudden it becomes maybe a little bit of an issue, you know, something that you're more concerned about than you would have been when it was a dollar a gallon or a dollar fifty a gallon. I think that gas hasn't slowed be- the Mopar sales though at <laughs> no. all. I think gas ought to be capped at a dollar a gallon, period. That'd be just, good. That would be it. Wow. That's that would much really, that would do something for the economy. It wasn't wouldn't it? that long ago that it was a dollar a gallon. So what's the cheapest you ever paid for gas? Driving when your own pumped into your car and I can't remember a dollar twenty. Oh come on! Yeah, Is that the best. Yeah, I think so. You're young. Yeah, I am. well, I'm not young. <laughs> youngish. Fifty nine cents. I remember. Really? Yeah. And the cheapest pack of cigarettes I ever bought was a quarter in North Carolina. <laughs> cigarettes are really cheap in North Carolina. Apparently. Apparently. Well, they grow them there, don't they? They, they grow cigarettes. Tobacco, tobacco, tobacco. <laughs> yes, they have a cigarette farm and uh, we're growing and they grow the filters over on. <laughs> it's kind of like when oil's cheaper in New Jersey or something because that's where the refineries are and. You know that gas prices are always almost a dollar a gallon cheaper che- in Missouri. Oh, really? Than they are here. And I don't understand that because we do have refineries here and we have Oil that comes in here mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. Another new inventory we got as we sidetrack into Neverland. Never, never the vortex. <laughs> uh, 2001 Porsche 911 turbo, scrambled eggs, the headlights, mm-hmm. um, Ar- Arctic silver metallic over black, 39,000 actual miles, which is kind of high for a turbo mm-hmm. Porsche, but, but not high bad. I mean, it just, right. it's been used, which is good. I mean, a lot of the things have been sorted out. A lot of the things that can go wrong have gone wrong. And so, you know, you've got an opportunity to, uh, to drive something that's, that's been vetted and sorted. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing. 3.6 liter twin turbo flat sex, six, sex, um, <laughs> service records galore, all wheel drive, six speed manual. I mean, Oof. it checks all the right boxes. Wow. And a lot of, you know, the 996s, right. um, which are of this era, were a lot, have been overlooked for years because they had the same headlight covers as the Boxster. Mm-hmm. And a lot of guys are like, oh, I don't want to buy, I'm not buying a 911 if it's got Boxster headlights. It looks like a Boxster and I don't want to look like a, you know, well, okay. Right. But it's still a great car. Yeah. First of the water cooled Porsches, uh, which were, you know, for years were air cooled. Which is interesting because, you know, you, you gotta wonder why they didn't overheat more at stoplights. Why didn't you have more overheating problems with Porsches at a stoplight? Cause forced air is what keeps the engine cool. And you just you, never stop. You just, well, there you go. I mean, you can't go wrong with a Porsche 911. Well, right? no, no, in any way. Turbo, I mean, turbo. A, a turbo yeah. a Porsche of I mean, any ilk. And they make kits for the headlights. I, I was looking that up cause I was, you know, soft shopping for right. cars and some of those are, you know, not affordable, but they're, they're less than the sort of normal headlight 
9 right. And there are kits you can get that make it look somewhat round, but I think it looked funky. Yeah, I think that, uh, I think it's something that people are starting to kind of get past a little exactly, bit. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And realizing that it's a really well built car, mm-hmm. uh, number one, and a lot of car for the money. You know, yep. I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the 2000 and I think five was the last year. They, they kind of had a crossover year, mm-hmm. uh, when they went to the, 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 the round headlights. And of course those are, you know, double the price of these. <laughs> so, you know, which is funny because I mean, it's all just weird, some weird little aesthetic thing that kind of got out there. And I think that it, what you'll find a lot of times is, is people don't even know why they don't like something. They just don't like it because they were told not to like it. <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. It's true. But you know, it's funny. I had a whole thing to talk about air cooled Porsches and the and the difference between you know a water cooled versus an air cooled Porsche. So uh, we might get to that today. We might not. We got a special guest on. Uh, we hope in segment four, um, Miss Pennsylvania, Alyssa Bain. She's back. She's back. She's been off the on hiatus. <laughs> She's been doing her Miss Pennsylvania duties. She has traveling the stage. Every time I turn around, I see her somewhere, mm-hmm. Punxsutawney Phil or at the Philly Auto Show or everywhere. Anyway, we'll talk about all that, uh, in segment four. Coming up on segment three, uh, we'll talk about my article that I wrote okay. in uh, AACA Speedster. Don't act like you're enthralled with the article. When we return to the Classic Automall Podcast, see you It's a museum, it's a showroom, it's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. If you want the truth about politics, medicine, weapons, classic cars, and more, you'll want to tune in to America's Web Radio. You can listen to all of your favorite shows live at www.americaswebradio.com or on demand on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. That's www.americaswebradio.com. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from beautiful downtown, cloudy, overcast, rainy, windy, whatever else I can tell you about it. It's not snowing, at least, thank God. We have had no snow this no year. No winter at all. And next year, is, I mean, next year, next week is going to be in the 70s. Is that right? But yeah, so I'm anxious and, you know, because I get to get out in the yard again. And <laughs> <laughs> Big fun. Yeah, oh boy. I know the grass is already starting to grow a little yeah, bit. I'm I, like, yeah, I'm, it's going to be ready to be mowed soon. And we, of course... Have this guy who comes out and makes our grass grow more. <laughs> that was a brilliant idea. I used to, I used to, you know, cheer the day in July when it would just die because it was just brown. End of season. End of season. Yep. It was brown. You didn't have to cut it anymore. And no, we're not that. We don't get that anymore. We have a guy who comes out and invigorates our lawn mm-hmm. and therefore makes it grow faster. <laughs> I don't invigorate anything. I just let the weeds grow. Fortunately, I my lawn is not visible by other neighbors. Just ah, so you don't have back. to keep up with the jumps. I don't really, yeah. I don't really have to. Oh, that's cool. So <clears throat> as we were talking earlier, um, the article I wrote for the, uh, uh, AACA speedster, which is their newsletter. If you don't get it, it's pretty fascinating. It's, Go in there and sign up for that as well, too, as well as... You don't have to be a member to get it? No, I think oh. you can just get it. All right. And, uh, of course, I'm probably wrong now. I don't know. I think you, I think you do. <laughs> do what? Have I think you have to be a member, but I'm not sure. Well, you don't have to re- be a member to read my article, okay. which I'm going to read to you now, or you- tell you about it a little Okay, bit. good. 
So the article, the name of the article, and what they've asked me to do is write generic articles. You know, they don't want me to write an article that says Classic Guatemala is the greatest place in the whole entire <laughs> world. And you should never buy a car anywhere else but there. That's already known. That's already a given. That's right. a that's a known entity. <laughs> um, they asked me to write generic type stories about different things in the hobby and segments and things. And we've mm-hmm. done a lot of, it's been fun. It's, you know, some days you go, Oh crap, I got two days to get this thing done, but I always get it done. And this one was you've bought it dot, dot, dot. Now, how do you get it home? Mm-hmm. And that's a good, a darn good question because you know, you, you, you get excited. You bought your new car and like, Oh, I got to get it. Home. Well, I'll just drive it. Well, By the way, I, I had no idea this article was coming, and we were talking about it right. earlier today. So right. it's, what a brilliant segue that was. <laughs> you stop Unplanned. Patting, stop patting yourself. <laughs> I need a raise. <laughs> I knew that was coming next. Oh, Always. Oh. Um, so you bought it. You're excited. It's like, how do I get it home? There's options. Just pick the right one for mm-hmm. you. You may have a buddy. Um, and, and if you're an old pro at it, then I told everybody, stop reading now. You know, if you, if you got your own truck and trailer and you, you know, there's no reason to go on. Sure. But you can always go down to the truck rental place and rent one of those little U-Haul trailers. And, but nothing good can come of that is if there's, there's three things that you got to answer. Okay. Do you really know how to load a car on a trailer? Do you know how to strap it down properly? And you know how to drive a, a, a truck and trailer or a car and trailer. And if you hesitated on answering any of those questions, then that's a bad idea to go do that. I admire people who can do that, by the way. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can't, but I, I've seen people do it. Yeah. And you gotta be, know how to load the weight, right? You gotta know how to load the, the weight. I mean, but, but if you ask yourself those three questions and there's even a microsecond of hesitation, <laughs> Don't do it. Or a no. Or a no, because there's lots of bad fishtailing stories that you see, again, on YouTube and, and Facebook of guys who unloaded, the, you know, too much weight on the front of the mm-hmm. tongue, too much weight on the back. You've seen that little exercise where they have the little model truck and trailer. Right. And they just tap the back of it, mm-hmm. and if it's loaded properly, it settles right in real quickly. Right. And if it doesn't, it goes crazy. Mm-hmm. So, you know. If, if you got a buddy who can help you, that's fantastic. That's great. And the guy who knows how to load trailers and all that, buy him a steak dinner and, you know, be on your way. But how about using a professional shipper? Well, there's a novel idea, you know, somebody that actually does this for a living. And the reason we don't encourage you to drive your car home, get to know your car before you just go out on a, embark on a, even if it's 50 miles, it's a long way to go in an unfamiliar car. You know, you get out on the turnpike and maybe it doesn't keep up speed wise mm-hmm. and you're just uncomfortable. Pay the little bit of money to get it home. Start driving it in your environment where you're comfortable. Um, but so you hire a professional shipper. Now that's fantastic. Except what if the shipper doesn't know how to drive a manual transmission? Mm-hmm. And we have that happen Is that from time right? to time. Yeah. I figure that would be a prerequisite for the job. I would think so. We, we had, I remember when I used to run a, a de- or work at a dealer auction and run their classic car show, I was also in charge of the safety committee. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, so one of the questions that we ended up adding on to the, the application was, do you know how to drive a manual transmission? You just assume everybody knows how to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's not the case. And uh, certainly the younger crowd doesn't know how to drive it. And, and no fault of their own. Mm-hmm. There's not many cars out there that have manual transmissions. Right. That was the, I actually learned to drive with a neighborhood older kid at like nine years old on a manual transmission Vega. Right. In a parking lot on a hill. And he taught me how to let the clutch out. And no, no, no. Anyway, long. So, so you got to find out, make sure that the guy understands classic cars. If you've got a high dollar car, 
then pay for one of the high-end shippers. Pay for Reliable or Passport or InterCity or one of those guys who, you know, that's what they do on a daily mm-hmm. basis. They drive high-dollar cars onto these little, narrow, tiny trailers, and they treat them like baby. Because if a guy doesn't know how to drive a manual transmission and tries to load your car, it's going to be trouble. Um, and, you know, again, reputation and reputable and, and familiar with the old cars and the way that they work and, and all of that. Um, and do you want an opener and closed trailer? Um, enclosed is nice because there's no elements that are going to get on your car when it's going through a storm or a rocky area or whatever. Uh, but there's two different kinds of enclosed trailers. There's the hard-sided enclosed, which are great and let nothing in. Then there's those soft-sided trailers, which when the car gets to where it's going, especially if it's going across country, it's usually dirtier than when it's a lot dirtier than when it started. It lets dust and dirt in oh. because they're not hermetically sealed. Mm-hmm. There's my big word of the day. Yeah. Um, but they don't flap. I see them flapping, but they don't really hit the, they don't, they don't hit the car. They're, they're although, tight enough. Although I did have a guy one time, I told you the story where he, he sent a car open and he put a car cover over oh, it. Right. And, you know, it's kind of halfway strapped it down. Probably and, not a good idea. It pretty much ruined the paint. That's yeah. a whole other story. Yep. I'm so thankful that you brought it up, Steve. Oh, I guess well, I brought it up. Well, don't cover your car if you're doing an open carry. <laughs> right, Just because exactly. you think it's going to be safer. Yeah, it doesn't get uh, uh, much different. So make sure, obviously, they're bonded and insured. Um, mm-hmm. That's very important. Mm-hmm. And most haulers are. Most, I mean, unless you get some rogue guy who, you know, a buddy of a buddy of a buddy tells you about. Um, if they have, if they're running down the highway, they're DOT certified, which means that they've been checked out and uh, subject to inspection. They have insurance. They have a bond. They have all that. But I tell everybody, when you buy a car, the minute you agree to buy a car or pay for a car, get it in, put it, add it to your insurance policy. And, and you don't have to have the title. You don't have to have any of the paperwork. All you have to have is the VIN number. That's right. And the year making model. And you just call your insurance agent and say, Hey, uh, I'm, I want to put this, uh, on my policy because you can't be overinsured. Trust me. Um, because if something happens, you know, obviously you want to have protection. You want to know that the car is going to either get fixed or you're going to get paid for it, whether you have provided that insurance or the or the shipper has. Right. But, but either way, it's important uh, to do that. So, and the other thing is, is always ask for a preload inspection and photographs if they can. A lot of shippers will take pictures of the car before they load it on the trailer mm-hmm. to show what damage there was or was not uh, before the car left, because things can happen. You know, some, a car could be loaded on the bottom of a trailer and there could be a bolt on the car above that falls on the hood. I mean, oil leaks onto the hood. Uh, something happens that could cause some damage. So, and, and just rolling down the highway, mm-hmm. even though it's not rolling on its own power, things can go wrong because it's bouncing down the highway at 70 miles an hour and it's going 2,000 miles across the country. You're damn skippy that things can go wrong. <laughs> you know, a million, a million different things, a million different things, a gazillion different things. But just lots of things. Things can come loose. Electrical connections can come loose. Uh, fluids can leak. Uh, a bolt can come undone. Um, there's just a lot of different things. So um, make sure that, you know, ask lots of questions of the shipper. Make sure you know what you're doing. If you don't, talk to a buddy who does know what they're doing. And uh, and that's my words of wisdom for the day. Beautiful. So, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, um, we see lots of shippers in here. And most of them are very respectful of the cars and do a great job. But every once in a while, we see one, and usually that's you know not so mm-hmm. um, respectable. And we'll usually call the the buyer and say, "Hey, this is this may be an issue, and we want you to be aware that this guy's loading this car on the trailer, and he doesn't know what he's doing, and I'm concerned." And you know, then then you got to make your own decision at that point in time as a buyer or as the owner of the vehicle what you want to do because once it leaves our hands, 
And, you know, it becomes their, the shipper's responsibility or yours if you own it, uh, if they don't have the correct kind of uh, insurance or credentials, if you will. Right. And I would say, I just caution people against using a broker. Yeah. Um, because some of those fly by night shippers are just not what I speak from experience. Yeah. Probably not the one you want to go with. Well, here's the problem too. You, you load it onto a big, nice, pretty truck and it leaves. And guess what? Maybe it goes a hundred miles down the road and they offload it mm-hmm. into a gravel parking lot <laughs> to wait for another truck that's going the next leg. And before you know it, it's been on five or six different trucks. And when can the damage happen the most on shipping mm-hmm. a car? Unloading and loading, you know, when you're moving, putting it on and when you're taking it off. Right. And so, or, you know, if they get to a place that they've got to move, a, they've got to move your car out to get another car out that's before you. Then you got a guy driving your car out onto a dark city street, and you know, God knows where, God knows what hour of the day. You know, there's just all kinds of things that you need to know. What you want is a guy who's going to pick up your car, bring it directly to your doorstep without ever unloading the car from point A to point B. And if they're going to unload the car, make sure that you're comfortable with it. Now, you can use an enclosed or an open trailer. And if the car is not a high-dollar car or if it's a restoration project or something like that, um, uh, or one that you don't care if it gets a little bit of dirt or mud or dust or whatever on it, then, then you know, certainly an, an open trailer. And in a good time of weather, you know, if you're going from here to, you know, Allentown and it's – sunny and 80, then who cares if it's mm-hmm. on an open trailer? And a rock could still get it. But for the most part, it'll it'll arrive unscathed. And it's cheaper to ship a car open versus enclosed. They charge so sometimes it. twice as much. Oh, almost, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, depending on where it's going uh, right. as well, too. So. And to your point, um, you can request, especially if it's going cross-country, something like that, the front position so right. it's not being taken on and off. Six times. And they love it when you do that. <laughs> <laughs> if they can arrange it, if you can arrange it, I think the top front is the best spot. Well, the top front is absolutely the best because oh. anything else on the bottom is going to have something above it. Now, the good shippers will put a, a layer of plastic over your car mm-hmm. uh, that on the lower level ones. Uh-huh. And so, and they also will put a steering wheel cover and a floor mat and a seat cover and they wear gloves and they put booties on their shoes. And I mean, it depends on you know, if you get white glove service or or if you get not so white glove service, you know, it just all depends on that. Yeah. So, but, uh, but anyway, um, just make sure, do your homework, do your due diligence, ask all the right questions, make sure you know exactly what it is they're planning on doing and when they're planning on doing it. Uh, because like we said earlier, you know, we can't call the shipper until we're fully funded because he wants to know that it's ready today forward mm-hmm. at any given time between right this minute and two weeks from now. And, and if it's not fully paid, then you can't tell them that. So that's why we wait until the vehicle has been funded before we do that. So there's my words of wisdom for the day. And, uh, yeah, you know, you can go to, you can go to break now well, if you'd well, like. You. And, uh, and then we'll it's a little break. early, but yeah. we've got Alyssa in the, in the green room. In the green room. Is the room green? No. Is the carpet green? No. <laughs> Are the donuts green? No. Coffee green? We have green tea. We do. Okay, good. That's good to know. When we return, we'll talk to uh, our the actually the classic auto mall spokesperson, yeah. Alyssa Bainbridge, who's also Miss Pennsylvania. So when we return, we'll uh, have a chat with her and see what's going on in her world. Talk to you in a minute. Call J.C. Taylor today for a competitive quote on collector car insurance. Give your most prized possessions the attention that they deserve. You'll receive agreed value coverage, giving you the peace of mind to know you're always protected. J.C. Taylor has been supporting the hobby with reliable service that has lasted for six decades. Call 888-ANTIQUE or visit jctaylor.com slash awr to get a quote today. 
That's 888-268-4783. Or visit jctaylor.com slash awr. Drive through time with peace of mind. J.C. Taylor. It's a museum. It's a showroom. It's an experience. The Classic Auto Mall in Morgantown, Pennsylvania is 336,000 square feet of rare, custom, and specialty automobiles on display and on consignment. From the earliest production cars to modern exotics, Classic Auto Mall is a feast for the eyes and the memories. Stroll through time in any season in this climate-controlled facility that you simply have to see to believe. Admission is free. Just remember to bring comfortable shoes. If you love classic cars, you're going to want to listen to The Classic Car Show with Tom Cox and Richard Lentinello on America's Web Radio. Live every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern at americaswebradio.com or on demand on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the americasbroadcastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back with the Classic Auto Mall podcast from the beautiful sunny, no, it's not sunny. It's rainy and miserable and foggy and cloudy and all that. But we haven't had much snow this year, so we're not complaining too much. Uh, our special guest in the studio with us today is our, is the Classic Auto Mall spokesperson, Alyssa Bainbridge, who is also Miss Pennsylvania and, uh, who's, we were just talking about off the air. Your term is coming to an end, right? Yes. <laughs> I'm sad. I have about two months left. Well, you, I'm sure they'll keep you plenty busy. Oh, yes. I mean, it seems like every time we read about something you're doing, you are all over the state. You're everywhere. Yeah. Is it, is it, um, I guess so your business manager just sets it up and you go and you just say, Hey, I'll, whatever I need to do today, that's where I go, right? Yeah. That's so cool. Do you, uh, what's the favorite thing that you've gotten to do that you were just really surprised? Punxsutawney Phil? Yes, actually, <laughs> I was not expecting to love Groundhog Day as much right. as I did. And it is a whole event. Like right. it's a whole three days of just events back to back. Wow. I got to meet Punxsutawney Phil. Nice. I was right up on the stage right. when he made his prediction. So that was really cool. That was cool. What was it this year? Did he see his shadow or he didn't see his he, shadow? He predicted long a longer winter a longer winter and we've had a mild luckily here yeah, anyway I think a mild he was wrong actually I, well i guess you can't be <laughs> you perfect. Didn't hear that from all, me all weather people are wrong anyway right <laughs> <laughs> so folks at donnyville can be no different than any of the rest of the weather people so um i saw you the last we saw you was at the philly auto show yes and uh, that was a neat event wasn't it yes. yeah I mean, you know, what's crazy is, is that not all the manufacturers participated this year, but it still was packed down there. I mean, it was, but they had some cool ride and drive stuff. Now, did you get to do any of that where you ride on the Jeep? Yes. I was in the Jeep on the little (laughs) obstacle course. Yeah. That's kind of cool, isn't it? It was fun. Yeah. I mean, it's not something that most people do on a regular basis. So it's nice to say that you've done it, right? Yes. I've been to a couple auto shows. I was at the Lehigh Valley auto show last weekend. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And then of course we did the Harrisburg show as well too, down in Harrisburg this Mm -hmm. year. We participated down there. And, and it's not quite as big a show as the Philly show, but yeah. you know, it's, uh, <clears throat> more of a regional type event or whatever. So, um, so still in school. Yes. Grad school, part-time online. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. How I'm much? Getting near the end of that too. I'll Good. probably graduate by the end of the year. Right. And you can pretty much control that, right? Is how much. Yeah. Time... That's been super flexible. So that's, yeah. that's awesome. My son's doing that and he loves it because he's got a full-time job and he's married and you know, it's not like, you know, he just got all this free time to go to school. And so right. he's doing it part-time online and everybody says, do you worry about online? I go, no. I go in 10 years, who's going to care? Nobody's going to say, Oh, you only got your degree online. Yeah. No, they, nobody 
nobody cares about that stuff anymore. What matters is you learn the subject matter exactly. and you're hireable because of that. Right. And you're doing some broadcasting stuff. Are you, is that your goal is um, to continue doing that or what? Yeah. You, yeah. So I'll be looking for a job here soon. Right. So if anyone listening yeah. <laughs> in the Philadelphia area, <laughs> within <director>. a <laughs> circle of 75 miles of here, we would, yes. uh, so that's the goal. I want to be in Philly or the greater sure. Philadelphia area closer to home. And would you like to be a reporter out on the street? I mean, what what position in there would you love the most? Ultimately, I'd love to do some like kind of lifestyle entertainment right. type of role, whether that's a lifestyle reporter or long term. I'd love to have my own like lifestyle show. Right, right. Well, and we talk about, you know, podcasts and different things where everybody can have their own show, but you really got to do something that separates you from the, from the fray because there's so many podcasts out there. I mean, everybody, every time we turn around, there's another podcast. So we, we've decided that we're going to make our podcast hopefully a little different by doing more, you know, stuff like that lifestyle type parts of the car business. So. Right. It's fun to do that because then you learn more about your own business, you know, and learn more about things that would be interesting. So, uh, ideal job would be at like news channel six in Philly and you know, once a week you do the lifestyle segment and they, yeah. Okay. Lifestyle right. reporter. Yeah. I like that. I like that. We're, I'm also trying to find an Excel spreadsheet wizard on here too. So <laughs> between these two things, we've got to, we've got to get some help out there. I know. So. But prior to being Miss Pennsylvania, were you Miss Pennsylvania Outstanding Teen? I what was. What is that exactly? So back in 2016, so it's the sister program to Miss America. So right. the, the teen version of Miss America is, it's now called Miss America's Teen, formerly Miss America's Outstanding Teen. Right. But um, really it's just to get young women started in the program and prepare them for the Miss program. So right. we have that teen program. So I was Pennsylvania's teen back in 2016. Wow. It was great preparation to sure, to start sure. competing. It's not easy. All this is not easy, right? No, <laughs> it was a journey. It's been a several years long journey. But it's life lessons you probably learned with it as well, too, Absolutely. as far as just being in, uh, in the spotlight, obviously, with your career that you want yeah. to do. That's Interview a, experience, mm-hmm. just public speaking and life skills. You know, I find that doing this is that if I can take it, my problem is, is I have the hardest problem speaking when I can hear echoing of my voice, like at a stadium or something. Uh, okay, That's yeah. really, really that, difficult. Yeah. It throws me off. I don't know why. Some people are great at it. And don't you have respect for people that you see on, on who broadcast who are just smooth as silk? It's yes. Like, God, how do you yeah. do that? You know, but it's like anything practice and doing it more and more and more. So, but I read that your, your uh, skill that you did was lyrical dance. Yes. What the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone asks. So it's kind of, it's like a combination of ballet and jazz, I would say. Right. It's, it's just a style of dance. It goes with the lyrics. So that's why it's called lyrical. It's typically slower, like more emotional. Right. So my dance was to a song called Somebody, Someone. And it was slower and it went along with the message of my social impact initiative. So that's nice. what I did at Miss America. Fantastic. So, yeah. um, so you're, you're, tell us a little bit about your social impact stuff that you're doing and yeah. things like that. So that's a big part of what I do as Miss Pennsylvania. It's mm-hmm. the main part of my job is to advocate for my, we call it a service initiative now. Um, but mine is all about mental health awareness and substance use disorder awareness because I lost a brother to an opioid overdose. And, brother Tyler, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And I have a younger sister who also struggles, uh, lives with mental illnesses. Right, so right. I wanted to set out to end the stigma and just, just educate people because I saw the vital role that early intervention played in my sister's life right. and that my brother didn't have. And it's why his path ended up the way it did. So doing a lot of education, I'm on a school tour right now, teaching kids about how to take care of their mental health, how to take care of each other and how to stand up 
to stigma in their schools and in their community. Stigma and bullying and all that stuff that you you see in schools, which is terrible. You know, it's funny. Times are different these days. And, you know, we, we always used to say that, you know, back in the day we couldn't, you didn't understand people that were different. So it was just like, they kind of just got pushed aside, right? you know, and, and such a shame because so many of them, their, their life path was either drugs or, or or jail or whatever. There was just so many different things that they did. So it's great that we're making awareness of this because, you know, listen, everybody deserves an equal chance in life. And, you know, if you don't get it and, and, and if you've got some kind of handicap, then that's, that we need to address that, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, it's not an, that's the thing about school. Not everybody's on the exact same page. You know, how do you teach 50 kids the exact same thing exactly. at the exact same pace? Mm-hmm. I had an elementary school in sixth grade teacher, um, and she would give us all of our assignments at the beginning of the day and you had all day to get it done. Or if you could get it done sooner than you did. So the people that were, you know, maybe, uh, you know, uh, better at school and better at taking tests and all those different things would finish early and got to do whatever during the rest of the afternoon. The ones that struggled got more help from her and they had the whole day to get it done and they got, everybody got it done. Uh-huh. Just at different times of the day, some yeah. earlier than others. And, and it was interesting because it, I thought it was really a great way to teach because now nobody's the same. You know, you can't expect people to all learn at the same level and that kind of thing. So, so are, would you ever consider teaching? Would that ever be something that you would like to do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think so. So I visited a lot of schools as Miss Pennsylvania right. and I have so much respect for teachers sure. more so, you know, going into schools, spending full days there. I love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. I mm-hmm. love kids. I love interacting with kids, but I am exhausted yeah. <laughs> just at the end of one day. I don't, I, I, I don't know how teachers do it. I They're have so breed. much respect. They are just amazing. They're people. a different breed than people that teach. And my, yeah. our, our it's, daughters, it's a special kind of person. Our daughter's like this. She has three kids, five, four, and one, and two at home. And then she teaches kindergartners all day long. I'm oh like, my gosh. How do you do that? It's just so much of, you know, it's, it's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. And it's hard to be consistently good. You know, being a parent is very difficult. Because especially nowadays, you know, parents aren't at home waiting for the kids to get home from school. Mom's not there anymore because she's working. You know, everybody's working yeah. anymore because we all got to have thousand dollar phones, and <laughs> whatever it is. Right. So. Um, so anything next in the beauty pageant world? Would you or pageant world? Would you go to Mrs. America someday? Would that <laughs> I don't know. I'm I not mean, assuming anything. For now, <laughs> I'm done. I'm, I mean, Miss America was always my dream. Sure. Since I was little, I had my eyes on Miss America. Sure. So I went to Miss America. I achieved that dream. So that I didn't really, you know, think past that in the pageant world. Maybe there's other systems. You know, there's the Miss USA, Miss Universe system. So maybe down the line I I could find myself there. But Are you finding that – well, you won't know for a couple of months until you have a little free time or if you're missing things or if you're kind of – Definitely a break from pageants for for a couple months at least. It's been a part of your life for how many years? Oh God, my whole life. I was born into it. My mom ran a pageant. Right. So I just, I was just always around pageants. Yeah. So, and uh, I love it. And I still want to be involved in some way. Is there a coaching of that or Yeah. That whether can... I do it, you know, as a coach or a mentor to girls or sure. as a director or a volunteer in the organization, it'll sure. definitely be a part of my life. Even if I'm not competing. You know? Right. Exactly. So where's the next one? Is it still going to be the last one was in Mohegan Sun in Connecticut, right? Yes. So Miss it. America next year, I believe is going to be held in Florida. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, you could go. Yeah. See, there you go. If you, I'll go watch next yeah, year. Yeah. You'll go watch yeah. and not have to worry about keep the pressure. Yes. Right. And be able to breathe. It's and gotta be a lot of pressure. Breathe. Is it? I mean, is it nerve wracking? Are you nervous when you go out there or no? You're not just focused. A little. I actually wasn't very nervous at Miss America mm-hmm. and I, 
I don't, I didn't feel a ton of pressure to win Miss America. Right. My, I, my dream was to be Miss Pennsylvania and to go to Miss America. Right. And if I won Miss America, then that was an added bonus mm-hmm. and amazing and I was ready for it. But I don't know. I didn't have this pressure to win Miss America. So right. I kind of just enjoyed it and I did the best I ever have. Right. I, I performed in every category the best I ever have. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's the thing about it is I think people put too high of expectations on ourselves and sometimes it can it lead for disappointment and failure, you Absolutely. know, and, and, and people can force themselves. To, I mean, we all know people who are so hell bent on saying that, you know, somebody's going to tear up this or this is going to happen or something bad is going to happen or I'm going to buy this and it's going to fall apart. And usually it happens to those people. That, yeah. You know, because it's like, it's almost as if they will it on themselves. So we get that yeah. with guys with cars. They're like, I'm just so afraid, you know, and of course the car <laughs> stops running the minute it gets out in the parking lot. You know, we have to go out and, you know, we're like, okay, come on back in. Let's figure this out. You know, we'll, we'll, you know, you've willed it to happen. It's not our fault, but we're going to help you anyway. So, yes. so, um, all right. What's the news channel that you work with now? You're working with the, or were working with out of Delaware? Was that? That was before I won Miss Pennsylvania. Yes. Oh, I, I was gotcha. working at a station in Delaware. So, uh, any eyes on anything here now? Are you going to be working now once you get done with this? Two months? What I need to start thinking about <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask a question? Y- yes, you may, Steve. Thanks. Um, <laughs> in line with your, the, the mental health stuff that you're doing, your advocacy, are, are there organizations that you point to specifically? I don't mean to put you on the spot, but. Yeah, uh, no. Um, that you recommend people as, as a resource? Absolutely. So I actually run a nonprofit organization in memory of my brother. It's called Tyler's Triumph. And right. we work to directly support people who are in recovery from either mental illness or substance use disorder just mm-hmm. through financial assistance, scholarships, whether that be to live in a recovery house or right. go back to school, whatever that is. So we help to provide that support here in the Berks County community and the Pennsylvania community, at least for now. But <laughs> typically I point people if they – are struggling with their mental health and they're looking for resources, places to turn. NAMI is a huge one. The, the largest um, mental health organization in the country is wow. the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And there's a chapter in most counties. I know there's one here in Berks County and you can reach out to them and they can point you in the right direction toward getting treatment. And they also have tons of different support groups tailored sure. to different mm-hmm. situations. And there's nothing to be ashamed of when you, when you Never. have Never. Mental I mean, health is for all of us. I yeah. say it all the time. We all struggle sometimes. Of something. Where there's all something going on in your head. I mean, there's things that you think about and things that you do and things that you know that are kind of seem a little off and just because you're just used to doing them that way. And that's okay. You know, listen, people, people have all kinds of things, whether it's a drinking problem or a gambling problem or, or a mental health issue or drug, or all that. And, and it's okay. You know, as long as yeah. no, nobody's people always have this misconception that people are looking down their nose at people. And mm-hmm. it's not the case. We're usually looking at them saying, how can we help? Right. You know, and you see people that can, you know, use help and, you know, they don't always necessarily ask for it or want it. Sometimes, you know, they got to be told about places like NAMI and things right. that you can do and, and go to. So I applaud you for doing that. Well, congratulations. I know you're going to enjoy a little bit of a break when this summer and, uh, yes, I'm going to enjoy my summer in Wildwood. My yeah. family has a house there. Nice. That's where I will be all summer well, and looking for a job and looking for a job. <laughs> and if anybody knows of any, I get 10% because this yes. is my show. Anyway, <laughs> Alyssa, thanks so much for being on the show today. And, thanks and, for having and me. yeah, anytime. And we'll bring you back on and keep is posted on your career updates. Oh, okay? absolutely. All right. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week on the Classic Automobile Podcast. See you then. We appreciate you listening to our show. And don't forget to come visit us in person next time you're in southeastern Pennsylvania. Admission is free and our hours are on our website, classicautomall.com. 
You can reach us by telephone at 888-227-0914 or via email at info at classicautomall.com. To reach the show, email us at podcast at classicautomall.com. The Classic Auto Mall podcast is produced by CarSmarts Media with music by the Pat Travers Band. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.